Okay, so we're going to look at a psalm that asks us to do something. It's a little different than some psalms. I want to ask you some questions. This is sort of an open discussion here at the beginning. And see if you can tell me, what are some things in reference to God that we are to do? Now, apart from the issue of praise, we're going to talk about that one. But uh, when we talk about God and our relationship, what do we do? One thing. We're to love God, but we're called to do something. Love God. What about actions that we're to perform? Be kind. What? Be kind. No be kind what. to God? No, matter, no humans, no matter what. Okay, we're to be kind to humans. Okay. I'm thinking more in the area of we have things, for example, we're called... And we do them. We're, we call it, for example, intercession. Uh, we're to intercede. What does it mean to intercede? Pray for somebody else. Pray for somebody else. We pray for ourselves probably quite a bit. But do we intercede? That is, do we intercede on behalf of other people and their needs? Uh, what about the concept of thanksgiving? What is that? Who do we give thanks to? God. So we understand that term, thanksgiving, that is to give thanks to God. Uh, there's the issue called confession, which simply means admittance. You admit something. And we hear that in the Bible quite a bit. But we're talking about another issue of praise. And I very often hear people talk about this, but they never do it. And that's what I'm going to discuss, and that's why I named the top here what I did. Notice the title, Telling the Greatness of Yahweh is Commanded of His Servants. And when you look in Psalm 113, you find out the very first statement says what? Praise. Praise. Praise the Lord, it says in the text. But I want to indicate something to you to begin with, because, and I'm not going to get into too much on this, but it's part of being learning, learning the Bible. Because we sometimes we do things and we just keep doing them and doing them and doing them without even recognize even what we're doing. You understand that? Yeah. We get into a rut of doing things a certain way, and we don't give thought to the fact that maybe what we're doing is even what it's talking about. And I would suggest to you that's what we do with praise. Here's a statement. You can say, praise God, praise God, praise God for all of your life until you die and you would not have done it yet. Which is pretty important. You'll hear have people sing songs like that and yet they don't do it. Because they don't understand what the concept of praise is in the Bible. They get it mixed up with something else. They think praise is thanksgiving. And it's not. Praise is something very specific. And the Hebrew Bible is plain. It's the word I give here. Uh, it says, praise the name of the Lord. And I'm going to talk about the name Yahweh for a moment. Uh, not that that's the name we have to use all the time, but I think we should be aware of it. Because the Hebrew word, when you say hallelujah, what's the next portion? Yeah. yeah. What's Yah? Yeah. What's Yah? Yah is Yahweh. We don't even know sometimes that the actual name of God, the only one that he ever gave to anybody to call him by, is this name. Now, the gods of the nations in which the Israelites came, 
They had gods by various names. Maybe you know some. Ra in Egypt. You have Chemosh in Moab. Places the Israelites are going to go. You had Marduk in Babylon. You know, you can just keep going through these nations against, uh, into which the Israelites were going to move. And they had gods and chief gods, and they had names they used for them. Now, the word Lord, as we use it, is from a Hebrew word. When you see it, the Hebrew word behind it means master. That's what the word means. We use the word. We bring it into English as Lord. Uh, you'll find another name, for example, that says El Shaddai, which means God Almighty, which is another kind of name we use in reference to God. Uh, we'll have words like, uh, uh, for example, I don't know if you know the word God itself is a back, you have a word behind it, which is Elohim, which means God. We use the word God. But only one time in the whole Bible did God give a name that he said, this is a name I want to be remembered by for all time. That's the one we don't use. Just think about that for a moment. God says, this is my name for all generations, but just ignore it. That's not what he said. Now, when I say this to you tonight, I'm not saying it because I'm trying to intimidate, and I'm not trying to say this is all we have to do. But God said something, and I think maybe since he said it, we should pay some attention to it. You with me? Yeah. Now, I'm going to show you something here. We're talking about how do we praise God. We're going to talk about how do we praise God, where do we praise God, when do we praise God, because this psalm tells us about that. And I'm going to give you a word to use. It's an odd word. It's not the word I would normally use, except it will help you to remember it and help you remember what you do with it. For when we're in the service sometimes, we're singing a song, or when somebody says something, hopefully this will come to our minds. So we can do it biblically. That's my big deal. I believe in the Bible. Anybody else agree? Amen. And I believe in obedience to the Bible, and I believe Amen. in understanding the Bible. And if I don't understand it, I want somebody to help me. Because my duty before God is to be knowledgeable of Him, His Word. Is that correct? Okay. So the fact, here's the word I would use if I want to help you to remember what I'm going to teach tonight. Praising God is bragging on God. Now, I don't want to think of brag usually, but it seems like it fits. The way you praise God is to brag on God. Now, who do you brag on God to? To himself? So God, I want to brag on you. Let me to brag to you. No, bragging on God, if I use that term, is me telling other people about God. It's me witnessing concerning God. I'm not, I don't need to witness to God. <laughs> I don't need to brag to God. I need to brag on God before other people. And that, when you hear the word praise Yahweh, or praise the Lord, that's what the text is talking about. The Israelites were constantly, because you had all these deities roaming around, they really were real, but in the, in, the, in the eyes of the other people, the Canaanites and others, they had these gods. And so God said to Moses and to others following, he said, I want you to let them know who I am and what I am and what I do. Tell them about me. Brag on me, if you get it. Now let me ask you some attributes of God, because we're to 
we're to brag on God, and I'll use that for a while until we get praise now. I brag on God regarding his nature and his actions, his works. How would I brag about God in reference to his nature? Holy. Huh? He's holy. God's holy. Oh, yes. Attributes about him. He's a holy God. Okay. Forgive me. My hearing at 45 is going. But the, uh, Arena knows this. I, I, I went out and shot a gun at my adopted son down there. And uh, I haven't heard since. So uh, the fact is we are to uh, recognize before people that God is holy. What is something else I can tell people about God? His promises. His promises. See, I can't even understand. It. Eternal. His promises. He his promises. promises. You forgive me, I just don't hear it. His promises. That he's faithful. He's honest. He follows through. Right? Something else about God. Eternal. He's eternal. That's his nature. He's, he's all, eternal. He's all-knowing. Huh? All-knowing. He's all present. He's faithful. He's faithful. I mean, we can think of all sorts of things about God, and that's what we do in theology class when we talk about the nature of God. We go into all these ways in which God is in his nature. But there's also those things about God that are in his actions. What does he do? He's a just God. He's just. He's faithful and does it right. He works his plan. He works out his plan. He blesses. He blesses. He blesses us. He forgives us. He's merciful. He takes care of us. He heals us. See, what I'm getting at, praise is not saying praise God. You can do that for all your life and say every moment of every day, and when you finish, you haven't done it. That's the whole point. I spent quite a bit of time working on this question. There's a very fine book by the name, you don't have to remember this, it's called The Praise of God in the Psalms. It's an excellent book by a guy by the name of Levashay. And he states it very well. See, the fact is that praise is when we, we exalt God's name before others. We talk about who he is, what he does. That is what we do when we say praise. So when somebody will praise God, I say, go ahead. Go ahead. That's what I think. Please, Pastor Favor, you know my, you know my heart. Yeah, I, and, I, and I grew up as a Pentecostal. I know a lot about this. And I've heard people praise, 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 praise. Matter of fact, one guy in Tennessee used to say, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And now you can't even get the name Yahweh. So we say Hallelujah. That means for somebody to do it. I want you to tell me, what has God done in your life this week? Because that's bragging on God. If I say, what kind of God do we worship? I'm bragging on God. I'm telling other people about God. So when you say, you leave me, you just leave me dry when I when I hear a person say, Well, praise God, I say, Will somebody do it? <laughs> you with me? Yeah. Yes. It's knowing the scripture. If you read the text, the verb is what is called an imperative. It's not an indicative verb. It's an imperative. It's a command to do something. And you can't command God. See? So, I want you to understand that basic idea. And we're going to run through this psalm, but you need to have that concept in your heart and your head, and you'll understand what we do. Because we want to grow through this. 
We want to be different because of the Word of God. Amen. We want to act different. We want to think different. And so that's what we've been called to do. We have this wonderful thing of praise Yahweh. Now, let me say something about Yahweh. I don't think you need to always go around saying Yahweh. Don't get me wrong. But that is, in fact, used over 6,000 times in the Hebrew Bible as a statement about God's name. It was started in Exodus chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, where God came to Abraham, not Abraham, to Moses, and he said to him, you know, let me tell you, you're going to go to Pharaoh. He says, I am who I am. Anybody ever read that? Okay. I am who I am. And that's sort of an odd concept. The Hebrew is I am who I am. Only God can say that. That's his name. That's his self-appropriated name. He didn't, I didn't make him be named Yahweh. I didn't make him name I am who I am. God did it himself. He said, let me tell you what I named myself. I am who I am. He's the eternal self-existent deity. That's not like the gods of the nations. They were made up in people's heads. <laughs> but God, when he came to Moses in that burning bush, he said, I am who I am. Now, Hebrew doesn't have an intensifier like Greek does. That's why it says, I am who I am. In John chapter 8, verse 50, John chapter 5, verse 58, I think it is. You'll have to check it out. It's been a while. John 5.58, it's, or 8.58. I don't know, whatever it is, you know the passage. Huh? Yeah, I'm just trying to, 8.58. Whatever it is, it's, he says to these people, he says, I myself am. Before Abraham even came into existence, I myself am. Now you say, why do I say it that way? Because in Greek, you have an intensifier. He says, ego me." I myself am, is the same thing as in Hebrew, I am who I am. So Jesus said to these people while he stood there in the flesh, and says, you, you guys are talking about Abraham, let me tell you something. I myself am before Abraham. Only God can say I am. But guess what? I am is how he speaks, Ephah. But when he says, you go to Pharaoh and you say this, Yahweh, which means, anybody want to guess? <laughs> he says, I am. He goes, Pharaoh says, Yahweh, he is. Now why can Moses say he is? Because God said, I am. So God says, I am. I can't say that. I can't walk up to somebody. I want to tell you about God. I am. No, I can say he is. He is who he says he is. And God says himself, I myself am what I am. Isn't that a beautiful concept that he's given to Moses, the burning bush? Yes. As he identifies and shows himself. Because he's not like the gods of the nations. You know all these names, Marduk and Ra and all these? These were invented by human beings. And they're pagan religions. But God, he came down and he says, let me tell you the facts. I'm the only one. I'm the self-existent one. I am who I am. 
And so we respond to God, yes, we agree, he is. And that's where the word Yahweh came from, is our agreement with God. And that's why the word is such an important word. <coughs> now, I must admit, I haven't always appreciated, I did a, a translation, uh, I did a, a study Bible, some of you know about it, uh, called the Nelson Study Bible, but it was changed, it didn't change the Study Bible. My wife wants to show it off. But the, the point of it is, uh, the thing I did not like about that and several other translations is that they're afraid to use the name Yahweh in the translation. Because they say people won't buy it because they'll be unfamiliar with it. And that may be somewhat, that may be their, their marketing may say that. But it doesn't reveal what's underneath it. And that's why I want to convey it to you so that you'll know when you see that in L-O-R-D in caps, that's God saying, let me tell you about who I am. See, that's an important concept. God is revealing himself by that word, even though they don't put it there. But they do put it there with hallelujah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to try to beat anybody over the, over the head with it. Even though I put, I do uh, I do beat the New American Singer Bible over the head about it. But if you'll notice what I put here, I said, look at the statement. You say to the sons of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name for a short while. <laughs> See what the text says? This is my name forever. And this is my memorial name to all generations. As far as I know, we're still around that group. So he said, this is important. Now, having said that, then we come to this passage that says, Give praise to Yah. How do you, is that what it's saying? It says, no, it says, brag on Yah. Brag on Yahweh. So when you hear that, now you know what to do. You know that you are able now to fulfill a passage of scripture that pleases God. For when you have the opportunity to praise God, you said, let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you about how he is, what he is, how he acts. Let me tell you about the Lord. That is an opportunity to witness, not only to unbelievers, that's an opportunity to witness among ourselves. What has God been doing this week? We go through church sometimes, day after, week after week, and there's never much mention of a lot of things. But we've been having things going on in our lives that we probably, did God do any of it? Was God involved in our lives at all? Did God do something special in the world? Yes. Yes. You know, I want to talk about God. Because that's what praise is. So I'm listening in church now from now on. And if somebody says, Praise God, I'm going to stand up and say something. Because somebody needs to give witness and brag on God. And I know I hear people sing these songs and they just go on and on and on and just never say anything. And I want us to begin to form our thoughts to conform to worship of God the way he's asked us to do it. Now if we get into my sermon. You got three more minutes. <laughs> now I thought it was important to get that out. And let me explain here. I've given you a handout. That way you have it. You can read it later. But the subject here in this passage is God, not... He's the one to, about whom we're to talk. 
personally. He's the focus of the passage. God. That we're to talk about God. And notice it says, we're to bless the name of God. That is Yahweh. Now where are we to do it? And when are we to do it? Well, it tells you the time. It says that you're to do it at the present time. And you're to do it for all time. There's not a stopping point for praising God. If you do a little bit this week, that doesn't cover you for the whole lifetime. It's something that's ongoing in your life. And time is from this time forever. You catch that? I don't know if you guys recognize this, but when you, when you go to the heaven, you're going to have to deal with this issue because you are going to be talking about God and this blessedness forever. He's going to be a focus of our thought. And so that's what this passage is saying. We're to praise God from this time and forevermore, at the present and without ending. And notice it says where we're to praise God. It says you're to praise Him from the rising of the sun to its going down. Yahweh's name is to be praised. Now this is not talking about time. We sometimes put time with the, the sun rising and setting. But it's saying it starts as far as you can see from the east from the west. In other words, it covers the whole world. People throughout the world need to speak about God, talk about the name of God. And so it's from the rising of the sun to the setting, from this place to all places, and certainly in reference to the time in which this author is talking, it didn't end in Israel. One of the functions of Israel was to be a light to the nations. I've always found it interesting that when you go to Israel on a trip, if you ever want to go, I go every year. <laughs> Love to take you if you want to go. But the fact is, it's a narrow little bitty strip of land with sea on one side and another a, a river and a dead sea on the right side with all these other nations. And you get all these gigantic nations that kept coming through Israel and going down to Egypt and going down to Egypt and coming up this way. It was always in the way. Did you catch that? It was always in the way. But there's a reason God put them. He gave them the land. He said, I want you to go to a specific place, Abraham. This is the place I want you to go to. He didn't send them to Turkey. They wouldn't be in the way there. What he did, he said, I want to send you to a place that you will either be a blessing or a cursing to the nations. That's what he did. And so he put him in this place that everybody came through either to travel or to fight, one of the two. And so what you have is that Israel was not the only place that God was to be praised. But see, I think that about us. And our church service is not the only place for God to be praised. You understand that? What we do on Sunday is not the entirety of what it means to be a Christian. See, we're to be praising God, that is bragging on God, where we are in our work, in our play, in church, in the home. We need to focus on the fact that our mind must be focused on God. And that means that we need to know more and more about Him. Be really good sometimes to do a Bible study and just study about all the ways in which God is. It's a fascinating study. But here's, I'm going to tell you something about not only his nature that we can talk about. He's infinite, that he's, there's no limitation. He's eternal. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's all 
Everything you can imagine, he's all. But that he also is involved with the little things in life that a lot of people don't think about. That's one. That's why I love this uh, this portion of scripture so well. When you look at Psalm one thirteen, it says something interesting. It says, "Who is like Yahweh our God, who is enthroned on high?" Listen to the words, verse six. He's on enthroned on high. Who humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and earth. Did you catch what that did? Poetically? He's on high, but he's so high that even to get into the heavens and into the earth and into the universe, he has to stoop down. He's so high. Isn't that a magnificent picture? That God has to get down to get to even where we are. And then it says, he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. By the way, the word ash heap, and I won't get into this much, in the Hebrew is a word for dung heap. I mean, we're at the bottom of the level here. We are having, talking about people that are the poorest of the poor, whose lives are miserable, and yet. It's this kind of person that God comes all the way down to. Now, there's a lot of people in the world who think they are important. They have 50 billion, 80 billion, 100 billion, whatever it may be. Uh, I've got 100. But on the other hand, the fact is they see themselves as so important that if they were to see someone in great need and poorness like that, unless they could get a photo opportunity, you catch me? Unless they can get their name and sort of, oh, he cares about them. God is so great, and yet he comes down all the way to the very, very poorest of the poor. That says something about God, because we don't think about someone so powerful and mighty and knowledgeable, all these things that we think in the world, we don't think about them willing to roll up their sleeves, get down on their knees, and take care of people that are in the ash heap. But that's what God does by nature. That's what kind of God he is. You know what? If he wasn't that kind of God, he also would not have come down to become a human being to die. There's a statement said on Mark 14 when it talks about Jesus on the cross. And there's a, I have a sermon on this that I love. <laughs> but I'm not going to preach it now. But there's a statement made there when you have these really wealthy and highfalutin kind of people, you know, what the cross saying, he saved others, he just can't even save himself. They're mocking him. Mm -hmm. And the whole point they missed was he couldn't, if he saved himself, he couldn't save others. You catch it? Mm -hmm. Oh, he could have come down in a moment. He could have had a thousand angels right there in a moment. But if he saved himself, he could not save others. And I think, what kind of God is that? He's a God big enough to brag about. And he says, he raises these people from the dust. He makes them sit with princes, with the princes of his people. And here's an important feature of the ancient world we oftentimes don't catch. In the ancient world, a woman without children had a problem. 
it was sort of a social status thing. You had a bunch of kids and you were more important. If you were barren, you were just sort of a, you know. And notice what the text says. He makes the barren woman abide in the house as a joyful mother of children. You see, God is willing to come down and help us in the greatest needs we have. He's so far beyond us, it's hard to imagine that he cares so much for us, but he does. So my encouragement to you is to read this thing. I didn't go into it all. I just had too many other things I would say. But you had this. But when I think about this, I really, it just touches my heart to think about that our job as believers who come to this man who was willing to die for us, that we surely would be willing to not say praise God, praise God, praise anybody can say that. I want to know what has God done and what is God himself that I have a reason to talk to others and speak before others about him. I'm not embarrassed, Paul says. I'm not ashamed of the cross. The wisdom of the world is, is not the wisdom of God. That's what he says. First Corinthians, he says, these people who think they have wisdom don't have it. For the wisdom of the cross is the wisdom of God. And I'm suggesting to you that this is our calling as Christians. When you say praise God, go ahead and do it. By telling me something about God, what he's done in your life, what he's doing in the world, how he is the God that we know from Scripture, the God of salvation. Pray with me. Lord, I just thank you for all your many blessings to us. And Father, we are thankful that you chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. And that you have brought us to yourself, that we might share in all those joyous things that come with knowing you. Forgive us when we fail to do this, but on the other hand, Lord, give us strength that we might follow through and do all the things that we should do. Lord, I pray your blessings on all of us here that we might come to praise you in our lives, in our thoughts, in our words, before others. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.